Welcome to the Case for Safety podcast. Our conversations with safety experts aim to share ideas and insights you can use to help your organization benefit from efforts to improve worker safety and health. I'm your host, Scott Fowler. There's an old saying that goes, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. The same holds true in preparing for your safety certification exam. Here today to talk about the steps you can take to help ensure success on your exam, we're uh, happy to welcome back to the show is uh, Patrick Carroll. Uh, Patrick is president of Carroll Consulting. He's a certified safety professional, safety management specialist, and certified instructional trainer with more than 20 years of occupational safety and health experience. Uh, Patrick, welcome back. So glad to have you. Hey, Scott. Thanks for having me back. Great to be talking to you again. Now, the, the last time we talked, we uh, helped people uh, navigate through the, the world of, of safety certifications, the different certifications that are out there and what certifications might be best for different people at different phases of their career. So today we're going to take the next step and talk about preparing for that safety certification exam. So I thought we could start our conversation by talking about how safety professionals can best prepare to, to take that exam. Oh yeah, it's a, and it's a big big exam too, right? Uh, so how do you prepare for it? I can tell you, Scott, what worked for me, and I, and I know different approaches work for different people, but but here's what worked for me, and I can I'll add on some other things that I know other people do. Is number one was I attended a, a, a live in person workshop, um, and that allowed me to identify my gaps in knowledge, uh, and from there I was able to obtain some resources to help me fill those gaps. Uh, you know, having a plan at the time I, I took my first uh, exam, the CSP uh, was 20 years ago. I had been out of college for, gosh, almost 10 years. I had to relearn how to study. Uh, so building uh, good study habits, and that means finding a, a good place to study for me, uh, the, that, that place was the library. Uh, there were no distractions for me there. I couldn't look around and see, a, um, you know, things that needed to be done around the house. So I was no kids there. So that worked really good for me. Also, I learned that I, I, I would set a timer, but you know, not necessarily go by the timer as much as just listen to my body and ask myself, hey, am I retaining what I'm learning here? If, if not, then maybe it's time to take a break and go do something else. Uh, I could set a timer for an hour and get to a point where I've hit an hour and I'm still going strong. So so, you know, ha- understanding a, a good having and having a good study plan helps uh, a lot. And certainly, you know, uh, practice, 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 right? Practice taking an exam. Uh, a lot of people use practice exams to prepare. Uh, but the one thing, as I look back uh, on my certifications and, and, and my career, the one thing that helped me the most was having an accountability partner. Uh, when I went through the ASP and CSP, I went through with a with a colleague, uh, and uh, it worked it worked great. I mean, we could bounce questions off each other and kind of hold each other accountable. Uh, and so, when I knew he had his exam scheduled, I knew I had to get mine scheduled. So, I guess if I could just point to one thing, I would say have a have a good accountability partner. And by the way, that that accountability partner I had twenty years ago is still a colleague today and a friend that I work with a lot. And so, so that's, that's how you can prepare. Everybody does it a little bit different. Different things work for different people. Find out what works for you. I'll also add a couple other points. The law of urgency, right? Get the exam scheduled. Get it on the calendar. You're more likely to start studying. And then the law of momentum. Keep studying. Once you've started studying, 
continue to study. Don't take don't take big gaps and uh, or breaks. Keep that momentum going, especially if you're taking the ASP and looking to take the CSP shortly after that. And the other law is the law of recency. Remember, you're going to remember what you studied the most recently. So if you're taking a long time to study, chances are you're going to forget what you've studied to be at the beginning. Those are, those are all really great points. Now, I think a big part of this is you, you kind of knowing what to expect going into the exam. And I know this may differ depending on the particular certification someone's going for, but what are the most important things for safety professionals to know going into their exam? What can they expect that exam to look like? And you, you talk about studying, you know, what, what are the kinds of, and there may be a lot of things, but what are the kinds of things they, they would need to, to study in preparation for the exam? Well, yeah, there's, there's, there are study techniques and then there are test taking techniques. So go into that exam with a plan. Uh, and that includes, um, understanding some good test taking techniques. And what, what I suggest is when you sit down at the exam, it's 200, usually it's about 200 questions. Go through the entire exam and complete the questions. You know, you can do real, very quick, then come back and take a second and a third pass uh, and tackle some of those questions that are a little bit more involved. Uh, Another thing is, is understanding that the safety and health profession is an incredibly broad broad uh, uh, profession. We cover a lot of things. And the exam is oftentimes a reflection of the broad nature of the safety and health profession. So don't get thrown off if you get a a, a question that seems to come from way out in left field on Boolean logic, for example. Oh my gosh, what is that? Well, there are actually safety professionals that deal with Boolean logic. Uh, So don't, don't let that throw you off. There, it, it's, you're going to get questions like that. I can tell you something that uh, also that um, based on my experience, something that didn't work for me was cramming. When I took the ASP a number of years ago, my thought process was I'm going to, I'm going to schedule it for the afternoon at a time when I'm not really at my top of my game mentally. But the reasoning was that I could use the morning to study and get that last last few minutes of study in. Reality is all that I did was wear myself out mentally. And and the results were 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 predictable. I failed the ASP. Came back later, I I, I learned from that. I scheduled the exam first thing in the morning, got a good night's rest the day before, had a good meal, and went in much more relaxed and I passed it. So 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 there's a, some some tips. Hey, cramming may work for you. Um, my guess is though it probably doesn't, and that's not the best approach to take. So, and you know, and in, in, in the exam is uh, you know, for example, the uh, ASP is like five and a half hours. The CSP is five hours. It varies, but you know what? You'll have plenty of time to take the exam. I've never known anybody who said oh, I just ran out of time. So plan to take a break if you need one. Anyhow, those are some just some some thoughts and some techniques based on my experience. Sure, sure. Now, when talking about you know the the things safety professionals can reference to prepare, and especially to your point that occupational safety and health is so so broad and encompasses so many things. So, what are some tools and resources safety professionals can utilize to to prepare themselves? Oh yeah, so there's I mean, there's a, there's a lot of resources out there. There are virtual workshops. Um, live in-person workshops, I, thankfully, are starting to come back a little bit. Uh, there are a lot of books, um, 
BCSP uh, on their website, they have a lot of information. They have practice exams, self-assessments. Uh, they also, BCSP also um, offers a guide to safety certification. It gives you a lot of, a lot of good information. Um, the key is, you know, it's, it's identifying your gaps in knowledge and then, then researching for those, uh, those topics to fill those gaps. So there's, there's no shortage, uh, no shortage at all of, of, um, of resources out there. And um, ASSP's website has a ton of, a ton of resources as well. Uh, so no, no shortage of resources. Okay, now one one particular uh, aspect uh, I was interested in with the ASP and CSP exams is that there is a, a math portion to those exams. Now, how can safety professionals best prepare for for that part of the exam? Oh yeah, that's uh, you know if you're if you're uh, really good in math and you like math, uh, you're happy. But most people are either one or the other, right? They're they're either really good at it, they're really bad at it, and they hate it. Um, first of all. You know, don't let the math scare you away. Uh, for the CSP, I think math is only about 10% of the exam. For the ASP, it's uh, maybe it's a little bit more, maybe. Uh, but uh, don't, don't let that worry you. I mean, it's, um, uh, as long as, uh, I mean, you might have to know some formulas. Uh, you might have to know some conversions. And you know what? The ASSP offers a, a one-day math workshop if that, that concerns you. Uh, but uh, but really don't don't I mean, there's a lot in these exams and math is only one small portion so study the math but don't let it uh, don't don't let it scare you away so I know like uh, in you know fall protection for for instance you know calculating fall distances that type of thing but I want I was curious the other types of math formulas and things that you may encounter on that exam or you know what, what kind, kind of equations that you you might be you might be asked to, to figure out uh, yeah so you know um, volume of a tank you might have to figure out the volume of a tank so you'd have to know um, how to calculate the, the diameter or they might give you the diameter you just have to calculate the area and the volume of a tank so for example it might be a tank farm and you have to calculate the volume in that tank so you can determine the height of a dike. So that that might be one example. Pressure at the bottom of a standpipe, uh, but there these are uh, relatively easy uh, formulas to recall and 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 to, and to work. And generally, they they uh, often give you the formula, um, uh, and it's a matter of understanding the formula and plugging in the, the information. Okay, great. Anything else you'd like to add? Uh, safety professionals should know as they uh, as they prepare for their certification exams. Oh, I, you know what? Practice, practice, practice. You know, and that works in just about anything you want to do. Practice, practice, practice. Math. We talked about math. Math a lot of times is just about repetition. But um, you know, I encourage you to study study all the topics. Um, understand the philosophy behind those topics. And you know what? At the end of the day, you're going to come out with two things. You're going to come out with a certification and you're going to come out with a, a higher level of confidence in yourself. And those two things will propel you much further in your career. So, so good luck. Go at it. Absolutely. I think that, that's, a, that's a great note to end on. Well, uh, thank you so much again, Patrick, for, for coming on. Yeah, I hope uh, safety professionals will use these tips as they uh, the prepare themselves uh, for, for their exams and uh, help ensure them uh, success on you know, achieving these uh, certifications as they move forward in their career. So thank you again.
Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome, Scott. Thanks for having me. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Case for Safety podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also connect with us at ASSP.org and follow us on Twitter at ASSP Safety. We'll see you next time.